how can we actually crawl out of the pit of loneliness? And that's what it can sometimes feel like, this absolute pit of despair that could even lead to depression many times. Now, oftentimes people who experience extreme loneliness or this deep depression that it can sometimes lead to, it can make us feel that we have to pretend to be happy even though we have so much pain inside. We can feel that our relationships are shallow. When we see other people who are happy and together or couples, it can make us feel upset or even angry. We can get overly attached to people who we might have just met. We're constantly worrying about whether or not people like us, especially if we are our authentic self. Sometimes we can really feel like getting out of bed, even if we've had enough sleep. Now, Cigna's National Survey on Loneliness revealed that loneliness is truly now an epidemic, not just because of COVID-19. It is truly a problem. Nearly half of Americans, for example, report sometimes or always feeling lonely. Could that be you? Well, if so... Though you might feel alone, you're surely not. Now today we're going to be speaking about a very, very dear sister named Aisha and kind of the loneliness and depression that was so deep for her that she almost didn't crawl out of it. But alhamdulillah, we were able to help her when she reached out and we're going to describe today kind of what she felt to you, if you can identify if that's your issue and exactly how you were able to help her so that if it's a problem for you, you can do the same. Looking forward to talking to you in this one. If you're looking for some healing around loneliness and depression, keep listening. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And that's one thing I want us to make sure that we're focusing on. We're not just trying to live every day, but thrive. And one thing that I love to talk to women about is the fact that they have so much more potential and hope and control than they think. And just by learning the skills of how to manage ourselves, manage our mind, and manage our emotions, you have no idea how your life can change. This is exactly what happened to me and on all my podcasts. It's kind of just my my journey of sharing a lot of what I've gone through as an educator of 20 years, as a mom of five, actually now raising six. I have a stepson that just moved in and kind of going through the motions of dealing with a lot of community issues, community work, and different organizations that I've been able to help and lead and kind of taking all of that and wrapping it up into 20 minute podcasts to give you just like the gems of knowledge so you don't have to go and do all that work to get that really critical information. So today I'm super excited to talk about a very specific emotion that has been pretty much plaguing the world the past two months um, especially. But it's something that if actually it goes unchecked, it can it can really, really cause a lot of damage. Now, we don't need a pandemic for this emotion to um, surface. This is something that women just go through in general. And it's something that really um, can even lead to deep, dark depression and even suicide. But before we go through that, I want to make sure that we define 
um, loneliness. And we're going to be doing that today. We're going to be defining it. And then this is going to be part one. I'm going to be going into exactly what we can do to address that loneliness. I'm going to describe Aisha's loneliness, kind of what she was going through and when she had reached out to us and kind of what was the advice that we gave her to address this issue. So if that it, that's the thing with you, you want to like more information on that, then you could take this information and apply it to your own situation, inshallah, business ta'ala. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mindful Muslim. I'm the host of this podcast. Um, like I said, an educator for about two decades, and I do a lot of work with Muslim women um, in person in New York, where I am based out of. But every podcast, I pretty much give a shout out, and I want to give one to a sister that I spoke to today. She knows who she is. I speak to so many of you. Um, and by the way, if you want to know how people speak to me, it is through um, mostly Instagram. They DM me, and I also do some very light um consultations. I do like actually light and heavier ones. If, if people want to do some more time, um, I have a Calendly link I can put below if you're interested in talking to me about any issues. I Skype for about 15 minute sessions and then we have longer sessions if people want to on different issues that they're going through. And that's kind of how I got to t- talking to Aisha. And um, at first it was just like a little friendly Instagram conversation and then it turned into something much deeper. And then she actually made me super nervous in Ramadan. And we had to go through some some things that we had to work through. And those are kind of the what I'm going to share with you today. Exactly what I t- spoke to her about and how we were able to pull her on out. And before I do, like I said, every session I have like shout outs. And I want to give a shout out today to the sister I was mentioning. Um, it's actually not Aisha. It's another sister. Because I've done so much work in New York City with um, youth and with women. I have led a lot of groups. Now, unfortunately, as much as I love these women dearly, and I actually still interact with them um, in some shape or form, um, I wasn't able to always stay physically with all these groups all over New York City, different places. I was like Naqiba. I would go and be a teacher here and there in different masajid, different Muslim organizations. And so in this one in particular, which is um, a really dear to my heart um, organization and location with beautiful women that I really, truly love, there was one sister that kind of took it over for me as I had to leave out and she's been doing an amazing job in Ramadan so shout out to Saida for holding it down and for all the other women there but specifically her because I do a lot of conversations with her um, and she just really loses sleep over trying to help other women and I, I wanted to shout her out for that literally it's not that other women haven't done great things it's just that she's there feverishly typing away all types of programs for women and such. And so I'm super excited that actually we're going to have almost like a mini reunion. We were just discussing it today in June. um, For those of you who are interested and you want more information on marriage and seeking a spouse by the Sunnah and so forth, um, a lot of you know that. I have an entire course and I only open my course twice a year in February and in July. So leading up to where I'm going to open it, I'm going to be doing a lot of live sessions, giving a lot of free information on how to find a spouse by the sinus. So if that's something that you're into, um, definitely keep listening to this podcast because we're going to be releasing information on when those lives will go up and we'll be giving information and freebies and things on love and marriage. So today we're going to cover an emotion of loneliness, but another amazing announcement I want to give you is that some Sometime by the end of June, also, we're going to be releasing a, um, a mini uh, training and then even a course if people want on how to master 
your emotions. And as a female, I'm telling you, that was it for me. That's what did it. I realized that once I got control of my mind, how it worked, I instantly got control of my emotions once I knew what to do and I was able to follow it through. And subhanAllah, it meant that I was no longer a slave to anxiety, depression, um, suicidal thoughts of any kind, if those ever would creep up. And they, these things creep up on everyone, guys. It's just a matter of if you let them stay or not. And some people could be like, nope, get that out of here. And some people start to, ah, oh, maybe that's true. Yeah, maybe. And then it gets really, really difficult. So yeah, just wanted to make those two really excited announcements with that shout out to her because I'm so excited to work on those projects. And those are coming up in the summer. So look forward to those probably by the end of the summer. We're also going to be doing a free homeschooling course for parents who are going to get ready and geared up for homeschooling year the next year. And so yeah, that's another one. If you're interested in keep listening to the podcast, we'll be announcing all of these throughout the summer. It's just some really quick summer announcements. All right, let's dive right in. So in order to speak about anything, you always have to kind of define it. So let's define loneliness. And then in this part one, I'm just going to go into about four things we can do to start of address like loneliness and how to feel better. And then in part two, I'm going to give you about another four. So what I would love to say is that if you want to use all of these I think it's like eight in total more than welcome but if if that's not the case if that's too much you could just pick one of them or two of them or three of them the point is that I'm giving you an array of um, options here Um, to me it's more of a systematic steps but the point is I want you to start somewhere I don't want you to stay where you are and if you someone out know somebody else who's going through this emotion please share this podcast with them I can't tell you how important it is like sometimes we don't realize how us just sharing can entirely change someone's life just by we didn't realize they really needed that help so more than welcome to share it. Okay, so let's talk about what is loneliness. Now, obviously, it's a negative feeling of being kind of disconnected and isolated from other people. It usually happens when we have social needs that aren't being met through our current relationships. And I've spoken to a lot of other podcasts about the fact that when you feel these depression type feelings, it usually means that a certain need is not getting met. And this one usually focuses a lot around social stuff, not entirely um, as we might believe, but it does have a lot to do with that. And loneliness is like that annoying like bug that's just like flying all around your ear. You can never quite shake it. And it's worse when it happens at night, when your head hits your pillow and then there you are alone with your thoughts that can sometimes lead to insomnia as they just kind of attack you while you're quietly laying in your bed. And when things are still at night, that's usually the time when people describe it's the hardest. It's the hardest if you've lost a loved one because during the day you're busy, but at night you have to think about it. Or if you're going through a divorce, you know, you might keep busy during the day. It might bother you, but at night it's usually the time when people describe it's the hardest. So it's it's something where it can be a big challenge, but we, when we do start to feel lonely, we often isolate ourselves even more, right? Which is totally counterproductive, and it only makes the loneliness grow more. So here's what we need to do to kind of avoid loneliness at all costs. And this is what I am going to explain to you that I, I had to go over with Aisha and I explained this to her. And so I'm going to start mentioning these things, but we're going to go even deeper, even deeper into the how to, I'm going to give you some actionable steps. This is not going to just be like philosophizing and giving you theories and stuff like that. No way. If you know anything about this podcast, I'm all about giving you actionable steps. Why? Because I always wish someone would have given that to me. For me, it just felt like a lot of fluff and stuff. People were just like blah, blah, blahing into the air. And I was like, that's nice. But how do I do that? 
How do I get that emotion to go away? How do I, how do I reach that goal? And so I feel like it behooves me to just speak into the air and not actually tell you after. And so therefore do this, this, this to get this result. And that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here compiling, like I said, years and years of information and data from multiple sources. And I want to make sure that you are um, able to walk away with something that you can actually realistically do. So when you're lonely, you kind of enter a state of this slump. And you know, this slump, it kind of feels so slow. Talking to people is like a chore. You can't really seem to relax. Negative feelings overwhelm you, even when you're trying to be productive and you're overthinking and too focused on everything. Why someone talked to you, why someone said what they said like that. And you know, Aisha, when she, when she DM'd me, that's what she was describing. She was describing like, as I'm listening to her rattle on about all the things that were challenging for her, um, this is what I heard about her. It was difficult to talk to people. She couldn't relax these negative feelings, overthinking. And, you know, she even described how friends, it become harder to make friends, conversations were more awkward. Everything seemed to take so much more energy. And it was just hard to climb out of this low that she had crawled herself into, like this hole. And the reason she couldn't just like snap out of it, even if she really wanted to, is because being less lonely is more than just analyzing your mood for the day and understanding the root of your problem. There's an actual system, like systemic steps that you kind of have to take. There's a little bit of work that you have to dig into with yourself. And the thing is, in all honesty, it's actually quite simple. It's not that hard. In terms of the steps that you have to do, they seem pretty practical, pretty reasonable, but sometimes they just don't feel so easy to do. But that's because we've kind of gotten into this pattern of the way we are. So we have to kind of shock ourselves out of this pattern. And in the next, uh, this podcast and the next one, we're going to be talking about the steps that I shared with Aisha to do this. And that's what I'm super excited to get into with you today. All right, so let's get straight into number one. Okay, so one of the first things I kind of was really honest with Aisha about was the fact that taking action, even the smallest of actions, is actually the hardest part of dealing with loneliness because you just don't feel like doing anything, especially if you're really depressed. It can, but it's honestly the best remedy. You have to start taking actionable steps. And like any other emotion, when you want to get rid of it, I'm going to be honest with you ladies, no one is coming to get rid of it for you. And I'm going to say that again. No one is coming to get rid of it for you. No one's coming to save you. No one is coming to save me. We have to we have to get into this habit of diagnosing ourselves and starting to um, apply our medicine that we need in terms of healing. And that's what I'm talking about today. Like I you know you go to the doctor, they give you um, you know what they think you have. You talk to them about your symptoms, and they say, okay, here's your diagnosis, and here's your prescription, and you go off. And so that's kind of what we're talking about here. If we don't take those steps nothing is going to change. And I just want to be super clear. And that's what I was talking to Aisha about. So what did we help her understand? And um, we, uh, we helped her understand that, first of all, what we're going to explain is actionable steps that are super manageable and also extremely powerful. Even if we can just do a couple of these, you'll see um, a pretty big change. And that's what I want people to understand. It's about doing and following through and being consistent. So don't do this one day and be like, oh, 
I thought I was going to work. I just did it one day. We have to do it for a little bit, guys. And then we have to um, really start to be super conscious about what we're noticing at the same time. So super mindful. That's why we have the podcast, Mindfulness, right? Mindful Muslima. And inshallah ta'ala, just being mindful through the process. So I just wanted to put that out there as kind of like... Um, What's that word? Um, a disclaimer. Understand that you have to do the work. It doesn't just like fall out the sky. Okay. So the first step is obviously something you would say, well, duh, but a lot of people do this. And this is actually the biggest problem that causes the loneliness to get worse. Number one is don't ignore it, right? And Islam, first of all, let me just be clear in case anyone has taught you otherwise, does not ask us to be martyrs and suffer you know, emotionally for other people. Um, you know, we're taught to seek out solutions, to take nasiha or counseling from those who know more. We are supposed to do this and seek out people and so our information. And this is what we're taught in our deen. Okay. So even women, they're in, sometimes they're in abusive relationships and they're just like, oh, you know, I'm going to be patient. Now, Allah doesn't ask us to suffer. He wants us to seek solutions seek help in him and then also solutions so first of all don't ignore it understand that our dean doesn't expect you to suffer in any type of a way Allah only wants his happiness and loneliness is real it's not made up you just can't get over it it doesn't just like happen um people who are lonely are actually chemically different that's what research has found there are things called oxytocin cortisol adrenaline there are real things coursing through our body that actually have a lot to do with what we're feeling and I think the more we understand that the more we'll be able to really approach it seriously and so I want to just highlight just a couple of those things today so some of the chemical chemicals affecting our mood and our feelings of loneliness are one oxytocin and it's nicknamed the cuddle hormone it's kind of released when you're close with other people um, whether it's your best friend or someone who makes you laugh it's kind of an essential part of social bonds and relationships and kind of feelings of trust for other people when you do not have enough oxytocin you feel a lack of connections I bet I bet we haven't thought of our emotions with chemicals, right? That's kind of something we don't usually think consciously of. Well, here's another chemical, cortisol. It's your body's main stress hormone and it's your body's built-in kind of alarm system. You know, it's kind of like that thing that keeps you safe. When you have too much cortisol though, you could feel panicky and filled with anxiety. So a lot of people who are saying, oh gosh, I'm highly anxious, they usually have something like that, this issue. Number three, adrenaline. I mean, it's not always the case, but this is very much, very much um, a factor of that. Adrenaline is the hormone your body makes in a moment of crisis. It makes your heart beat faster and you work harder and increase the blood flow. Again, this is something that is keeping you safe in a way. When you have too much adrenaline though, so like here we are, we're noticing a pattern of good to have this, having too much of this could lead to this. So always we want to stay in a balance, right? And we'll talk about kind of how we can do that. No worries through the, the podcast and, and part two. Inshallah ta'ala. When you have too much adrenaline, you can constantly feel on edge, right? Maybe, maybe feeling on edge, maybe that's something you're experiencing. And you might find it difficult to sleep or relax or even laugh. Now, what I want to kind of accomplish with this podcast is to basically understand that we're going to give you the tools within part one and part two to kind of slowly regulate all three of these chemicals. The little activities that I'm going to be sharing with you, kind of side note, are going to be helping you to level these things off. And that's really exactly what you want. You want to make sure that these things become balanced. We don't have too much, too little, and that it puts us in kind of this uh, check with ourselves. So sometimes we can think, 
we are missing things in our life. So number two, number one is don't ignore it. It is a real bodily issue, emotional issue. This is not something you're just dreaming up or being whiny about. Loneliness is real. Number two, to address loneliness, we kind of have to clean house. We might have to remove some stuff to put it back, right? So cleaning house is super important. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I mean. Um, well, a lot of things, you know, after you let them go for a while, maybe, maybe we didn't make the best of choices all the time. Maybe there's some things that we do or that we don't do that might not be so amazing. Now, these could lead to sins and these could deaden our heart in a way. And, um, you know, I just did a whole course in Ramadan about the heart and the different types of hearts, you know, and mostly, obviously, we want Qalbu Salim, which is like this really healthy heart and only this really good, healthy heart can go to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, all these things that we do or we don't do. When I say do, like maybe you're doing sins um, or maybe you're not doing things like praying or praying on time or making dhikr or making astaghfar, saying sorry for mistakes to Allah and, and trying to correct them. When we're not doing these things or we're doing these things, they can really, really only increase our, our issues that we have in our life. So what I always advise people to do is understand that you need to clean house. It's like when I when I describe to people like you're going to go on a diet, right? So when you're going to go on a diet, let's pretend you're a super unhealthy eater. Your cabinets are stocked with junk food. So you're going to go to the store. You're going to go to Whole Foods. You're going to go to Trader Joe's if you're in the U.S. Um, I don't know what kind of stores you guys have where you are in the U.K. Um, or in different parts of um, Asia or Africa. Well, we have so many, so many listeners from all over the world. Wherever that place you go to, the local farmer's market, down the road, you know, whatever it is, you're going to go and get a whole bunch of healthy, nourishing foods, right? And you're going to pack them into your, your um, what is that called? Environmentally safe duffel bag, right? Or your little bag there. And you're going to bring it into the house and you're going to open your cabinets and open your fridge, ready to put it in. But guess what's in there already? A whole lot of junk, right? And so we have to clean that junk out before we can get this healthy new lifestyle going. So let's think of it that way with our loneliness, with our depression, with any other like negative emotions and experiences and things. We have to do some house cleaning. So that might mean we have to remove some stuff to put it back. Sometimes we're just missing something in our life when we get lonely. But most of the time, we have too much. The TV's always showing us stuff. Our eyes are glued to the latest Instagram posts or Snapchat or, God forbid, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. The newest video games are out or our phone, you know, is just our eyes are glued to our phone all the time. We're watching news, especially with COVID. Maybe that was just making us nervous. Or maybe we're just overburned out with our schoolwork or our job whatever it is we need to get rid of some of these blockers we need to make room for better social bonds and that's what I mean by cleaning house we have to think of what are all the things that are taking our time that are not serving us well now do you notice that a lot of these things are oxytocin blockers spending too much time inside and in front of the screen and too little time in front of people you won't get any oxytocin or you'll get very little. Spend too much time overindulging and with too much stress and you've increased your cortisol and adrenaline. As human beings, we're heavily biased towards short-term rewards and we're pretty bad at seeing the long-term. So when we try to replace our interpersonal relationships with these distractions like social media and these other things, we kind of tend to get deeper into our addictions and as a result, we neglect our long-term and spiritual um, 
issues with loneliness. And everybody's kind of guilty of it to a to a level. But loneliness should be our signal that it's time to remove some things in our life and kind of clean house. And I had an Instagram post that I put up today that kind of said, what did it say here? Negative emotions are like signs in the road. And so these negative emotions, they can feel pretty horrible. We don't want to experience them. We do a lot of why, why, why? Why Allah do I have to deal with this? Why can't I just get out of this? But instead of focusing on the why, we have to really focus on the what. What is this here to teach me? And how can I grow from this experience? Because it's called Allah Mashafa. Allah doesn't just put things in front of us for no reason. There's a ghaib, right? So there's an, a deeper, a deeper thing that we might not be able to see. So in order to see things better, I'm going to help you work through some some thought processes with some questions. Number one, we got a clean house, like I said. So what do you overindulge in? Be honest. This is your conversation with yourself. What is your vice right now? What is your social media app of choice that has you like on there way too long? Be it YouTube, Netflix, whatever it is. What is it? Number two, what is a casual addiction that you might have? And what takes up too much of your time? What is standing in the way of your relationships other than obviously COVID-19? I think that's, that's, that's standing in everyone's way, but, but I'm talking at a deeper level. And what do you in, do instead of calling or texting someone you care about? You know, like some people, they just do not want to interact with people when they're lonely, most people. So what is, um, what, what am I doing instead of that? What am I doing to fill the void? So in, I, I can't create these relationships and I can't feel better um, and you might say, hey, I don't want to create relationships. I don't want to talk to anyone right now. Of course you don't. It's because you're lonely. But we're going we're gonna to pull you out of that. And then you're going to feel better, believe me. And if you're not an extrovert, if you're just like an introvert, you don't really like engaging with people a lot, but you still don't want to feel lonely. Um, you know, and not everybody, you know, we're going to get to that later on. We're going to talk about the different personality types and how that could affect how one person feels more lonely than someone else. And I'll explain that later on. So no worries if that's something you're thinking about. But here are some common things that are usually filling people's time. Social media, news, food, a lot of sugar, shopping, especially um, like what do they call that retail therapy when people just buy, buy, buy stuff makes them feel better, especially on Amazon right now, guys, right? Get off the Amazon. Um, drugs and alcohol, unfortunately, sometimes pornography, buying new things, gambling, television, your phone, video games, etc. So what we need to do, an actionable step to work on this one is we need to pick our problems, our vices, the things that we're going to, we're overindulging in, and we need to set limits. That's my actionable step for you on that one, okay? So number one was don't ignore it. So obviously, I'm asking you to be more mindful. Be aware. Let's not stuff it down into our chest and pretend it's not happening. We talked about the chemicals. We're aware that those things are out of whack, out of balance. No worries. Throughout this podcast and the next, I'm going to be talking about how we can regulate those and give you suggestions. If you follow these steps, you're going to um, be regulating them kind of indirectly. But number two, my action step for cleaning house is set. Notice what you're doing, obviously, by with the questions. But then then set limits. And I'm going to say this again, like I did before, no one is coming to save you. You're going to have to figure it out and create boundaries for yourself, just like I did for myself. We cannot sit here and blame our parents. They didn't teach us. Oh, our environment, da, da, da. No, guys, we 
are in control. And that's what I'm teaching a lot in my private sessions with women and my consultations, but mostly, mostly, um, especially in the upcoming, like I said, free training and course that I'm going to have in the summer on how to get a hold of strong emotions and go really deep into that. It's going to be a lot of teaching women how the brain works, how the body works and how to grip that really fast. You have a lot of control. I have a lot of control. We're just not aware of it. And when you when you become aware of it, oh my goodness, it is liberating. So in short, I just want to say, um, setting those limits, it's our responsibility. We have to reduce the time we spend with these addictive things that we're doing. We have to have these self-check-ins, these goals. If you don't already know, I have like a weekly check-in for planning my life. But one thing I do, and it's on YouTube video, I think I have a free download. Um, maybe I'll link it below. But the point is, even in my regular everyday life, not even my addictions, I have, not that I'm saying I have addictions, I'm saying with anything that I, I want to, you know, change or curb, I also have um, just check-ins with myself about how am I doing following my schedule of the day. Check-ins with yourself are super important. And obviously you can have goals, but you have to put a hard limit on yourself, such as I will only watch TV for one hour a day. Yeah, you gotta like say it and do it and actually follow through. And for people who say, I can, it's too hard and this and that thing, again, guys, I'm gonna have to, you know, we have to put our big girl pants on and be like, guys, seriously, we can, we have more control. And these things are not a matter of I can't, they're a matter of I won't. We're choosing not to. These things, no one's holding a gun to our head to watch TV six hours a day or spend five hours on TikTok. No one's doing that. Let's let's be honest. Okay, guys? So um, number three, number three, the, the third thing that we can do in this systematic way of addressing our loneliness is find out how much social interaction we really need because it's, it's not really the same for everyone. There's different personality types, as I was mentioning. So everyone has different social needs. That's why some people, they can kind of shut themselves in a room and they could they connect with themselves and they could feel super, you know, amazing. And then there's other people who like feel like they constantly need to be with people. And even when they're with people, they still don't feel like they've had enough of social interaction. And so that's because we're all different in a way. So we have to think of our personal gauge as something that is personal to us. The thing that tells us how much social interaction we need. There's not a one size fits all for everyone like we might think, but um, one of the underlying causes of loneliness is that maybe it's hard for us to gauge how much we need until it's too late, right? So maybe some of us were kind of not so familiar with ourselves, And being familiar with yourself, being more and more aware of what you need as the type of person you are is really important and that's why a lot of people feel like they can't find the answers to their questions about their life their feelings because because Allah didn't make us like robots there's not this like one size fits all like I said and it requires us to work on knowing ourselves. but it's so much easier to not know yourself and instead just check your phone all day right so we have to pull ourselves out of this this phone zone type thing and go right into like Let's address our life, things that are happening. Um, they're not going to go anywhere until we, we focus on them. So we all have different social needs. And which explanation sounds more like you? Are you drawn to people? Do you get energy from social gatherings and you're pretty outgoing? Or is it draining to be around a lot of people and you just kind of prefer some peace, solitude, and quiet time? Or 
maybe it just depends. And usually there's these three kind of different groups that people can fall into, which is like an extrovert, an introvert, and an ambivert. And what I want to say is in my, um, I have a course, a marriage course, um, at the one I told you that we're going to be um, reopening in July. And the thing that I have the students do in it is actually take a personality test to determine their life preferences such as these type and their kind of personality traits and it's really helpful because once you know that and you know who you are you can be like oh I know what I want now I know it works for me as opposed to what other people have told you you are you're lazy you're this you're that no 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 we're gonna learn about who we really are and then we're gonna feel good about ourselves and we're gonna know our preferences and we're gonna make educated decisions right and then also if you're looking for a spouse that makes it so much easier for you to actually find somebody who fits you because you've taken the time to get to know you. So um, anyway, if you're still unsure, that's something we could talk more about if you want to DM me um, or even ask for more information on that in a podcast in the future. Now, we need to decide how much it's going to take for us to not feel lonely anymore. And this is um, maybe this one and one more, and that's the last we're going to cover in this podcast. I know it's a lot, but there's actually so many steps, and I want to make sure that we really, really get into them. Um, if you are still unsure, um, like I said, you, you really feel like by the end of all this, it's not enough information, you can always DM me, but I am going to give you quite a bit here to think about. You might want to pause it and even write it down. Matter of fact, you know what? I think because this one has some really good um, questions, I'm actually going to end with this one, with the third one. We're going to go through three today. And, you know, sometimes that's life. You have to think about um, you have an idea, you're going to start out with something. And in the end, you feel like, no, I'm just feeling like this is good. So by the end of this one, I think we're going to be good for this podcast. And like I said, inshallah, I will go into part two. If we need to, we'll go into a part three. A lot of times you guys DM me on stuff, um, you know, after I put something out and that's fine. I'm totally responsive. And I would love to hear your thoughts around how this is working for you and what else you want to know. So Let's do a couple questions as we're ending just to keep us thinking. And again, if you missed it, we talked about don't ignore it, clean house, and now we are focusing on how much social interaction do we need as our personality type, okay? Our, 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 our approach to socialization. So think about first, when were you the most happy when you had blank closest friends? How many? Let's just try to put a number on it. You just need one, you just need two, you need five, you need 10. When were you the happiest? Number two, I was the happiest when I spent blank hours a day with other people. When were you your happiest? Again, if you need to pause it and think and turn it back on, it's fine. I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, right? Okay, number three, when I was my happiest, I texted all the time, frequently, rarely, never, with the people in my life I care about. Or I emailed frequently, you know, all the time, frequently, rarely, never, basically from a whole lot to almost never. And what about physically seeing people? I was happiest in my life when I saw people I cared about how often? Daily, like in my face every day, bi-weekly, weekly, monthly, hardly at all, rarely. And this exercise is really, really important because it's kind of our goal sheet. If you saw people weekly when you were your happiest, then we need to work on getting you to see people weekly. If um, you spent X amount of hours with people, then we need to say, well, how many hours are you spending now? And how is that serving you? 
right? So thinking about these questions, like I said, and answering them for yourself, by the end of today, we should have learned that one, we have to address this. There's actually chemical stuff happening. This is not just all in our head. We're not like crazy. We, we're experiencing something. Number two, we have to learn how to clean house and make some space for some better emotions. And another cool thing I just wanted to end with with this is knowing that you really can't have these two big emotions at the same time. You can never feel like the body's not wired to feel super happy and super depressed at the same time. So if you don't want to feel sad and depressed anymore, you gotta, you gotta make room for a different emotion that doesn't happen when we just sit in it. And so that's something really hopeful if you think about it. It means that our body's just waiting for us to flip into something else. And like I said, you have control, I have control, and we'll learn together about that. And then three here, what we're doing is we're trying to identify how much is how much that we need because everybody's different. And we're just thinking about when we were our happiest, how many friends we had, how many hours a day, was it emailing, was it calling, was it seeing people physically, what was doing it for us? and how often and that's what we're really trying to meditate on in this podcast is understanding what loneliness is why this is important why we need to address it why if we don't it can get super deep so the work I was doing with Aisha was around exercises like this we were just really discussing thinking contemplating and then trying to work through what we were feeling and I pray that this was helpful inshallah I would love to connect with you more so many of you um, message me or do consultations with me about these topics and I think the more we can talk about what we're feeling and get really real about it, the better we'll start to feel. And I really, really am excited about digging into this information with you. So stay tuned to the next podcast on Monday where we're going to be talking about um, part two of this. Now, I usually um, release podcasts in the morning. Sometimes I'll do them at night. Like today I had to do it at night. And that's just the way my schedule went. But usually within that day or 24 hours that day, it always it always goes up. So definitely, definitely check it. It's always consistent two times a week. And Ta'ala, I will check you in part two where we talk more about how to get ourselves out of this pit of loneliness and possibly depression. All right, guys, talk to you in the next one. Have an amazing, amazing weekend. Get out there, get some sun. Another thing that is amazing, I'll give you a little hint, is the outdoor beautiful weather to change our mood. So go and get yourself some vitamin D, laugh it up, catch the breeze in your hijab, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Assalamu alaikum.